So it's really important to understand the diversity among dementia. And then it's important to understand, you know, diverse perspectives and the pathways to risk. I'm Dr. Nathaniel Chen, and you're listening to Dementia Matters, a podcast about Alzheimer's disease. Dementia Matters is a production of the Wisconsin Alzheimer's Disease Research Center. Our goal is to educate listeners on the latest news in Alzheimer's disease research and caregiver strategies. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of Dementia Matters special series previewing the 2022 Alzheimer's Association International Conference, where we're getting to know some of the conference's presenters in the lead-up to the event running from July 31st to August 4th. AAIC is the world's largest forum dedicated to advancing dementia science. By bringing together scientists, clinicians, research participants, and care partners from around the world to share the latest Alzheimer's disease research, AAIC is able to showcase the work and experiences of people from diverse backgrounds and highlight the importance of diversity in research. Joining us to talk about the scientific importance of diversity within Alzheimer's disease research is Dr. Carl Hill, Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer for the Alzheimer's Association. Dr. Hill, welcome back to Dementia Matters. I'm so excited to be uh, back on uh, Dementia Matters. Thanks for having me here, Nathaniel, and uh, looking forward to the conversation. Good to talk with you again. To begin, how did you first get involved with the Alzheimer's Association? Well, you know, I tell you, the last time I was here, I was working with the National Institute on Aging and directing the Office of Special Populations. And I had a wonderful conversation with you about the Health Disparities Research Framework. Thank you for having me during that time. And you know, in that role, I had a chance to develop some uh, professional relationships with Alzheimer's Association staff, uh, namely Dr. Maria Carrillo and Dr. Heather Snyder, and they provided some support for a summer uh, training uh, program for early career investigators that I directed, the Butler Williams Scholars uh, Program. And so we developed a nice collaboration, you know, really focused on the development of, you know, these young investigators who were starting out their careers, you know, hosting a nice reception for them during their training week. And, you know, I, I became knowledgeable of the, the disparities that exist in, in dementia and the lack of representation in the clinical trials uh, and some of the issues as it pertains to uh, recruitment of underrepresented uh, populations like African-Americans and Hispanic Latino uh, populations into these trials. And so, you know, it's really thought that working with the Alzheimer's Association and it's you know, over 70 chapters around the country would be a great way to contribute, you know, to this momentum of, of a more inclusion, representation, and equity uh, in dementia science. And for our listeners, I really encourage you to go back to that episode with Dr. Hill. Your framework, Dr. Hill, is still widely cited. And I was just at a conference where it was presented again. So it's an important and incredibly useful tool for our researchers when thinking about health disparity. And on the flip side, I think true inclusion in research. Absolutely. And it, it really is a, you know, a real calling to the, to the field. You know, the, the field has, has taken the, the NIA's research uh, framework and has added to it and kind of used it 
in the ways that best benefit their work. So certainly, you know, kudos to the uh, health disparities research community that have you know really, really uh, taken and lifted that framework for their use. And so diversity is so important in many ways. Why is it scientifically important to research, especially Alzheimer's disease research? Yeah, you know, I tell you, I, I, I take a step back and say, you know, in terms of dementia, we know Alzheimer's causes 60 to 80 percent of dementia, you know, but there are different types of dementia, you know, and so there's a diversity among dementia that's really important to consider. You know, it's vascular dementia, it's mixed dementia, frontal temporal dementia, Lewy body dementia. So, you know, we have to really take a, a critical look at differences among or in the dementia space and how that relates to a prevalence among various populations. And so when we say African-Americans are two times more likely and uh, Hispanic Latinos one and a half times more likely, we say to have Alzheimer's you know, or another dementia. So it's really important to understand the diversity among dementia. And then it's important to understand, you know, diverse perspectives and the pathways to risk. And some people, there is a genetic risk and others, we've got to understand the life course perspective. And that is the cumulative effects of stress over the life course, how that uh, relates to coping behaviors that threatens their cardiovascular health. And over time, how that you know really puts them at risk for Alzheimer's or another dementia like vascular dementia, right? So it's important that we keep these diverse perspectives in mind, and it's important that once we understand them, that we include them, you know, in our research designs and our community outreach, you know, to understand how best to engage these communities, right? So it's really important that we do that, and all of that, Nate, is to you know really realize our dream of equity. And it's being able to provide resources, whether they're research findings, resources like education and awareness, or information about how to call a dementia care specialist or a neurologist, you know, how to get that information to people, the resources to people in a way that they can best use them, right? Tailoring to for community. So I certainly think that DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is fundamental and critical uh, to the dementia science space as we speak today. And that perspective that you're talking about, that includes our scientists themselves and research staff and our clinicians and all the other people who may interact with a diverse population or a diverse patient population. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we know that people are more willing to engage a clinical trial or participate in a study or even seek care, you know, and, and seek care in, in a way where they feel like they belong. Belonging is so important here when they see someone from their community or that looks like them, you know? And so we certainly have to do all that we can to develop uh, these bridges and pathways to historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs, Hispanic serving institutions, tribal colleges and universities. We've, we've got to really you know, partner with these institutions and, and they're just rigorous researchers at these institutions doing work in the dementia science space. So, you know, not only for recruitment and engagement and inclusion, but to really include these scientists in the types of uh, research that we're conducting, because, because that's a, a really important way of including diverse perspectives in dementia science as we move forward. 
are we at a place where the diversity that's needed is actually reflected in the scientific research and studies being conducted, particularly in the dementia space? No, we are not at a place. We need to do so much more in terms of engaging underrepresented scientists into this space. Uh, we need to do more in training, more representative uh, scientists, and that, that will take engaging uh, students at the college and maybe even high school levels. So we, we, got, we have to do more there. Uh, we certainly need to do more with including individuals in clinical research. I've said this many times before, we've, we've talked about this, but 95% of clinical trial participants in Alzheimer's research and other disease areas research you know, are white. And certainly we've got to pay close attention to things like a Tuskegee syphilis study and Henrietta Lacks a case in Baltimore. But, you know, that doesn't explain all of the, the variants here. You know, and once we, we get people the information about the protections that are in place and we really engage to understand the stigma that's associated with participating in a trial, then we have to move towards, you know, understanding other barriers that keep you know, underrepresented people from participating, like, you know, the time of day, you know, that investigators are asking people to participate in these trials or uh, the transportation issues. You know, people are, are working various, you know, jobs and they may not have time to come over to big university academic center, a health setting to participate in a trial. So doing things like taking the trial to people in the community could have a a very lasting impact, but you know there are challenges with that as well. So this uh, inclusion science, you know, Nate, I think is really important. I heard this phrase from my good colleague, Dr. Lewis Medina at the University of, of Houston, and that is evaluating from a local perspective, you know, those barriers and also those things that could accelerate your participation in trials. You know, we've got to really put some resources so that these investigators can conduct these type of analyses locally, you know, maybe with the Alzheimer's disease research centers, other academic institutions so that we can learn how best to be more inclusive in dementia science. How does AAIC help support and promote diversity in Alzheimer's disease and related dementia research? I tell you, AAIC is the, the largest you know, scientific conference focused on Alzheimer's and all other dementia. You know, so just bringing, uh, you know, these scientists together to exchange ideas is just a, a tremendous opportunity for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, there's a focus on early career investigators, and certainly the Alzheimer's Association uh, is, is focused on, you know, being inclusive of uh, diverse perspectives, you know, there. So AIC is just a wonderful platform for investigators to come together and also to network. You know, to be able to present an idea and have a, a senior investigator, you know, sitting in the audience to hear how that might uh, link with uh, some of the things going on in their research program or, you know, colleagues get together and they move ideas forward. You know, so the magic happens when we're able to put very best, you know, and brightest. I, I, I think scientists certainly represent the best and brightest uh, together to understand how to tackle some of these very difficult research questions and the work happens you know in between conferences and we get to hear about how it all comes together you know each year so i'm really excited about the discussions and the presentations that will take place uh, this year in san diego i'm counting the days until i'm, I'm able to be there
Are there presentations at AAIC this year that will delve into this topic of diversity in Alzheimer's disease research? I tell you, there's one panel that I'm really looking forward to, and I had a chance to work on uh, developing the funding opportunity announcement while I was with the NIA. And it's focused, it's an R24, and it's focused on uh, evaluating you know, these barriers to participating in, in aging research broadly with a focus on Alzheimer's and related dementia research specifically. So it's called Examining uh, Diversity, Recruitment, and Retention in Aging Research. And so these grantees, many of them are in year two uh, of their you know, funding cycle. And I'm you know, really excited to hear about some of the findings you know, that they've generated from from their uh, support from, from NIA, you know, around this inclusion science work. Uh, you know, I tell you, I'm also interested in uh, a really exciting uh, panel around uh, developing and conducting culturally sensitive research among the underserved population of LGBTQ um, older adults with uh, cognitive impairment. So that, that'll be there. It's at Innovations in Empowerment and Action, you know, IDEA. A panel. So that, that's going to be great. And then, you know, finally, the RIGMARS, which have been around for so long, I, I tell you, Dr. James uh, S. Jackson from the University of Michigan, such a champion of the RIGMARS. And uh, we, we lost Dr. Jackson uh, last year. Uh, so really, uh, you know, excited to, to hear uh, the new findings from the young investigators and the, you know, really experts from the RIGMAR centers around contextual influences on racial and ethnic differences in, in Alzheimer's disease. Well, with that, thank you, Dr. Hill, for being on Dementia Matters for this special series with the Alzheimer's Association International Conference. We look forward to having you back on again. I can't wait, and I'll see everyone at AAIC. Take good care. Thank you for listening to Dementia Matters. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts to be notified about upcoming episodes. You can also listen to our show by asking your smart speaker to play the Dementia Matters podcast. And please rate us on your favorite podcast app. It helps other people find our show and lets us know how we're doing. Dementia Matters is brought to you by the Wisconsin Alzheimer's Disease Research Center. The Wisconsin Alzheimer's Disease Research Center combines academic, clinical, and research expertise from the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health and the Geriatric Research, Education, and Clinical Center of the William S. Middleton Memorial Veterans Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. It receives funding from private, university, state, and national sources, including a grant from the National Institutes of Health for Alzheimer's Disease Centers. This episode of Dementia Matters was produced by Rebecca Wazaleski and edited by Kaylin Rauerdink. Our musical jingle is Cases to Rest by Blue Dot Sessions. To learn more about the Wisconsin Alzheimer's Disease Research Center and Dementia Matters, check out our website at adrc.wisc.edu. That's adrc.wisc.edu. Follow us on Facebook at Wisconsin Alzheimer's Disease Research Center and find us on Twitter at Wisconsin ADRC. If you have any questions or comments, email us at dementiamatters at medicine.wisc.edu. Thanks for listening.